thank God it is Friday. Hallelujah. It's the end of the week. Dear patron, good morning or afternoon or good evening, depending on what time you're joining me digitally. It's lovely to be with you guys. And um, it's my time on Daily Grind where I just turn the grinder, very simplistic, and I pray in the Holy Ghost. And um, I share this with you guys, my patrons, and for those who are listening by way of podcast, um, I share this with my patrons each morning, weekdays, and sometimes my patrons, I know because they share this with me, will be praying with me in the Holy Ghost, and um, sometimes they'll be singing with me while I'm praying and turning the grinder. And... um, so I know it's an encouragement. For me, I know this is something the Holy Spirit has let me, led me to do. It's important as I enter into this new season, the next 25 years of my life, God willing, um, I have equally the possibility of doing as much in the Lord, by the Lord, for the Lord, uh, in this next media season. And I'm in faith for at least 25 years of good work ahead of me. And I praise the Father, and I'm grateful that I'm in good shape, and I'm pretty healthy, a little overweight, but that's my continual struggle, um, which I'm working toward. No comments. (laughs) As he blushes on this Friday morning. Ah, hallelujah. So I stand at this grinder because I feel impressed of the spirit to do this. I bought this old grinder, which is not an old grinder. It's a new grinder, but it's an old analog style grinder from uh, from a company here in Salzburg. And it's a beautiful old grinder that I turn. And as I turn, I pray in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Spirit. My mind is unfruitful most times unless the Holy Spirit chooses to reveal that which he's leading me in my prayer time. Um, but I do know from Scripture, uh, Jude one twenty, that I'm building myself up. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 14, that I'm, my, while my mind is unfruitful, I'm building up, I'm edifying myself, my spirit man. And I no doubt am preparing myself for the plans and purposes the Father has for me. I also know from time to time, because this has been testified in many ways, and many other people's experience as well, is that as we pray in the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit leads you and I to pray for someone else we might not even know about who are going through a difficult circumstance. And so we find ourselves in that role of intercessor, standing in the gap and being used by the Father partnering with the Spirit of the Most High to see someone set free in a situation or assisted by the angelic host. So it's a a wonderful, powerful dynamic that happens here at the Grinder. I wasn't planning to do much this morning other than pray in my holy the pray in the Holy Spirit and turn the grinder, but I saw the scripture in the in the in the Bible here in front of me. It was like, thank God it's Friday, but wow, what a scripture. And I know on the internet there are many teachings running around about hell and the lake of fire and all of these dynamics. And I'm not going to get into that in any way, shape or form today. I I will just say this. While the fear of God may come from many dynamics, one of the main dynamics for me is 
not disappointing my Heavenly Father, knowing everything that Jesus has done and knowing how much the Father in His long-suffering and His patience, His unmerited grace toward me, um, I don't merit that grace. It begins that, that process of the fear of the Father, of, of letting Him down, disappointing Him. The second thing is, is I do not ever want to stand before the great throne of the Most High on that, wow, awesome, weak word, but you know what I mean, awesome day when judgment takes place. And Jesus says to me, depart from me, Rory, I never knew you. <laughs> that really puts, as I shared a few weeks ago or a week ago, that puts the, the tingle down my spine. But I'm going to read the scripture, okay? And despite what you might be reading about hell and about the lake of fire and everything else, when you, when you hear this from the revelation of Jesus Christ given to the Apostle John on Patmos, book of Revelation, and I'm going to read from chapter 20, um, and remind you and I that Jesus talked about don't fear death, but fear the second death. Okay, which is where we're thrown away from the Father. We're separated for eternity from the Most High God. So I'll start in verse 11, Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. What you and I do, if we're dead at that point, and for all the dead from all time, we are judged according to what we have done. I understand, I can feel and I can hear. I understand the blood of Jesus washes us clean and all of that. I'm just simply saying at this point of the scripture as, as, I'm, as I'm reading this, that works are important. Our works shout out and confirm they are a testimony that we are saved. If our works are not good, i.e. if the fruit of the tree is not good, then the tree is not good. So you can always tell where someone is at by their works, but you cannot be saved by your works. You first are saved by grace and grace alone, and then as you work through the sanctification process, as your mind is renewed, your actions change, your works change, your focus changes, and fruit comes, the fruit of the Spirit, and hopefully a lot of it. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the death that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades, these are two personalities, spiritual beings, okay, were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Aha, this is what Jesus talks about. 
in the Gospels. He says, don't fear death, but fear the second death. So he's telling his disciples then when he's walking with them, before he's crucified, before he's resurrected, before he sends to heaven, he is telling them about the second death. Fear the second death. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, etc., etc., etc. The lake of fire is the second death. Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, if I back up a little bit here, and I... Um, go to verse 10... Or maybe even it's more dramatic, we'll start at 9. Because it's the final battle <coughs> surrounding the city of Jerusalem. And this is when the devil's taken out, right? I'll start in verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur. So here we've got the lake of fire again. It's not a different lake. Where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. So the beast and the false prophet, two characters that had actually been spiritual beings inhabiting uh, physical representation on this earth. When you read the book of, of Revelations, these are two main characters that play a major role in the end times. Uh, the beast and the false prophet had already been thrown into the lake of sulfur, the lake of fire. Now the devil, and then we move on to the great judgment when death and Hades also join the devil in the lake of fire. And again, remember Revelations 15, uh, chapter 20, verse 15. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he or she was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Rory Alec, you're starting a daily grind. What kind of thought is that? I will leave it with you and I. But I suspect for me that is the third motivation to really press into the Father. So, is my relationship moved by fear? No. And just the knowledge that by grace and grace alone I have been saved. In other words, I have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I have believed that He shed His blood on the cross 2,000 years ago, that He came expressly to this earth to go to the cross to pay the price for my sin, my failings, my weaknesses, and not just mine, but every human being, past, present, and future. I am internally grateful and thankful that it is by grace because I know I could never be good enough to earn my salvation. No human being can be. And then I have this backstop of the fear of God which comes out of thankfulness, it comes out of gratefulness for what Jesus has done because that I believe it sincerely and my spirit is born again. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, not a perfect creature. My spirit man's perfect, but my soul is still going through the mental gymnastics, the renewing of the mind, the removing of strongholds, the breaking down of false belief systems and putting in the right ones according to as I study the scripture. And my flesh is just at war. It is fallen. It is sinful. And I always have to keep it in line. <laughs> it wants to go that extra mile and have that extra mm, and do that. Mm, and you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, this is 101 Christianity. It should be. But there is that 
day that comes where I approach it with fear and trembling and sometimes when my flesh is more dominant then maybe not as much fear and trembling because I forget but when I read Revelations chapter 20 verse 15 onwards uh, and before 10 through 15 I'm reminded by the Apostle John who is seeing this extraordinary vision of the end times and that is the fear of God for me too beloved it is like knowing that I will stand before the Father Father and it is by grace and grace alone that I am saved and I'm thankful that my name is written in the book of life and that should inspire motivate and cause you and I to relentlessly, tirelessly work with the Father by the Spirit to reach out to every human being we can and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus has paid the price. This point in time comes. At the end of it all, it comes to the throne. It comes to standing before God Almighty and it comes to that place where you and I are judged. We are the creation. He is the creator. Just because you and I think our opinions are the most important thing and everybody has to come around our opinions and shape the worldview to our opinion, don't think you can get God, who is your creator, to come around your opinion and shape to your opinion. You can't decide what God is or isn't. You've got a rude awakening coming to you if you think you can. If I think I can, do not be mocked. God is almighty. And we cannot but reap what we sow. So, beloved, <laughs> thank God it's Friday. It's the end of the week. Ponder on that. Work with that. And let the Spirit of the Most High encourage you with that. Because, dear patron, no doubt, you've been washed in the blood and you call Him Lord and Savior. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt you walk with him. Yes, you stumble some days, some days you don't. I know I do, and some days I also stumble. But I'm always getting up, dusting myself off, and in love, continuing with my king, who is ever patient, so gracious and patient with me. Wow. I love you guys. I'm not going to say goodbye on this daily grind because I'm just going to finish when I'm finished. But I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost now. Turn the grinder. But I'll be back on Monday. Lots of love to you. The Lord bless you mightily on this weekend. And rest well if you can. Bye-bye. <laughs> Rembe 
بکودرون و کودی هم 